Welcome to LNG TV, bringing you dynamic conversations, thought-provoking reflections and inspiring stories from the leaders, pioneers and change agents spearheading growth across gas and LNG markets worldwide and shaping the transition to a cleaner, more sustainable and prosperous global energy landscape of tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Women in LNG, in association with Powerplay, presented by ExxonMobil. Welcome to LNG TV. I'm Ali Vance, alongside Will Dawson, and today we are delighted to be joined by Candice Jimison for our latest episode of Women in LNG. Candice is Senior Director, Commercial Operations for Golden Pass LNG. Having been with the company for over 11 years, Candice is at the heart of the company's preparation to become a leading LNG exporter when the liquefaction facility comes online in 2024. Candice, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you all for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Well, let's kick off with that new liquefaction facility. How's it all going? How's construction progressing? So um, I think that the project is progressing. There's, um, we're shifting more from the mass um, earthworks project to actually building the three liquefaction trains. And that kind of, translates into a construction workforce growing from our 700 people to estimated six to 7,000 people. So that kind of shows the magnitude of where we are in this project and the construction phase. And so what's it like being at a company? You've been at Golden Pass for 11 years and completion now, we're just three years away. Well, being a part of a $10 billion investment has been very, it's been a unique experience. Um, the nature of our business, the affiliate nature of our business allowed us to FID and we didn't have to go out and talk to all the banks and do what was necessary. And what that did was um, allow us to um, sell to an affiliate and allow us to focus on the liquefaction business and what's required to be the premier LNG exporter in North America. So kind of keeping with that. Um, it'd be great to, to actually stay with that rewind. Um, you know, before the U.S. shale gas revolution, you know, kind of what was the Golden Pass LNG that you joined? So in 2010, I got a phone call, okay? Actually, two phone calls from two headhunters. And they actually, one was calling me for an LNG job, Will, and the other was calling me for the pipeline job. And I found it very interesting that these two headhunters were calling me because I was kind of content in my job. And they were like, Golden Pass. And I was like, well, what is a Golden Pass? What is an import? What is LNG? What does it look like? And so because I had two different headhunters calling me for the same company, I thought, let me take this call. Let me take this interview and figure out what is, what is it? What is import? What is Golden Pass? And it was at that time that I learned that we would be a joint venture with Exxon, Conoco, and Cutter Petroleum, and we would be importing cargos, and I would be a part of the commercial organization that would support that, that whole transformation for that business. What were you doing before Golden Pass? How did you get into LNG? Yes, so prior to Golden Pass, I had, there's two companies that kind of laid the foundation for my development and success at Golden Pass. I started off at Chevron, and my experience there is where I dealt with a lot of the marine logistics from crude oil to your LPGs to um, clean products. 
And so in that space, I learned all of the logistics associated with vessels and ocean going vessels and um, in that area. Subsequent to that, I was at Calpine where I learned all about natural gas and I was scheduling and doing the logistics for natural gas. So both experiences with logistics from the marine side as well as the pipeline side were transferable skills into the LNG space. So from going um, from not really knowing what Golden Pass was to, to going um, to what I've, I've read as you're now Miss Golden Pass. Yes, that's correct. Um, so as, as we transition, I stayed, which was, you know, when we came in and I, I started the job, we imported about a little less than a dozen cargos. And it was at that time, we didn't necessarily know where the organization was headed, what we were going to do, um, what we were going to be. And with the direction and the leadership, I felt compelled. You know, they, they were such, there was such a great place to be. And they were so transparent and honest that I stayed and that it, presented me the opportunities to kind of figure out what's next. And I knew that from a personal standpoint that I wouldn't get that opportunity. So I stayed and I stayed during the transition. I participated in plenty of meetings with shareholders and board on how do we optimize this asset? What exactly are we going to do? And that opportunity was enticing. And so I stayed. A lot of people moved around because of the uncertainty but I, um, it provided me uh, visibility, uh, long-term tenure in a joint venture, which is something that probably many don't hear about. So it was, it was good. It was a really good experience. And that's probably why they called me Miss Golden Pass because there's not a lot of people that have been around a joint venture for 11 years. So in terms of kind of your role, I'm assuming you must have been involved in so many different things. Um, So in terms of the role specifically, what are maybe just some of the things that you've been involved with um, since indeed the decision was made to develop a liquefaction facility? So we can't ignore the fact that we had to do something with import. So managing the structure and the import and that side of the commercial business was one important element of my role. But second, and one that stands out most is being a part of the sales and purchase agreement that we executed with Ocean LNG, uh, being a part and facilitating and coordinating of one of the largest SPAs in the world is something that I um, don't think I would have had much experience in if I hadn't been with this great organization. And Candice, with diversity and inclusion such important topics, um, it's great to see the conversation around them increasing, but what have you seen um, improving? What would you... um, like to see more of to help drive change in these areas? Okay, well, before I answer that question, I wanna kind of take a step back and then I wanna address it. Um, 2021, no, 2020 and 2021 have of course accelerated the conversations and presented real opportunities for change. But for me, you know, Golden Pass has, uh, they, they demonstrate values that are consistent with what's important to me. Um, If I take a step back and kind of share with you some personal sides um, of this, uh, you can kind of understand where I'm headed. Um, My my aunt, okay, so my family, my mother has eight siblings, and it's five girls and three boys, and they were born in West Texas, in Midland, Texas. And 
my uh, my mom's mom passed away when she was nine. So she was raised predominantly by her older sister and her older sister is 18 years older. And so my aunt, when you sit down and she, the values that she's instilled in my mother and that she's passed on to us uh, have shaped my life. My aunt was working in um, the building, a, a building in Midland, Texas, where Texaco actually occupied. And she, quote, would say, I was servicing restrooms. So at that point in time, it was in the mid-60s where they were integrating oil and gas companies. And my aunt was the first woman of color that was hired in Texaco in Midland, Texas. And so she sits down and she talks to me about being authentic, confidence, loyal, and my values that I pride myself on. And those values are consistent directionally where Golden Pass ultimately will be. And so as we're in this development stage, we can always influence where we will be now for steady state. So you tie my background with the values of Golden Pass and their ability to have the willingness and readiness to engage about diversity, equity, inclusion. It's so, um, it's just so welcoming. It's just such a great experience. And in terms of, I guess, thinking at a more macro level, you know, what would be some of the things that you may look for or, you know, be seeking further change? What, what can we do to improve the situations that currently is across the industry? One, I think it's to talk about it, first of all. It's to talk about what does it mean to be have a diverse perspective? What does it mean to have equity? What does it mean for inclusion? Because ultimately, having the diverse perspective and the diverse thought drives the bottom line. It drives performance. And so for me, um, I would like to see more women of color in the, in the LNG space. I would like to see more, more women of color having a senior positions. I would like to mentor. I would like to see more mentoring programs, a lot of peer-to-peer mentorship uh, happening. I would love to see just growth and evolution in that space. And when it comes to mentoring, what is your advice to, to, to young girls who perhaps wanted to get into um, the energy or LNG sectors? One, I say go for it. When I say be yourself, be authentic, be who you are, stay committed, remain focused, and just go for it. Don't have any fear. Be courageous at the same time. And kind of more specifically dialing in to leadership. So you've come from an organization that had to do a tremendous pivot um, and is now obviously um, looking to develop a huge facility. Yourself now, um, you know, and now a senior director within that organization, kind of what does leadership mean for you? And I guess what are the things that you are thinking about as you look forward to becoming a very senior leader within this business? Yes, good question. So my leadership style is defined by four things. And I pride myself on these four things. The first one is I want to inspire and align. That's number one, that's my first priority. Second is I want to grow the capabilities. I want to grow people. I want people, I want to build people to be successful. Third, I want to build relationships because everything is all about relationships and growing the, uh, just you know, expanding your network. And lastly, I want to drive results. So I feel that with the four of those items, I feel I could shape 
the culture and the leadership in my space for the people that I will be onboarding and for the success across the organization. And kind of speaking of culture, um, you know, Golden Pass is famously a joint venture. Um, how important is it that it has its own identity and isn't in fact, you know, just a blending of two other companies' cultures? Well, being the product of two world-class parents, um, it's similar to like a parent-child relationship. Every child wants their own identity. And it's very similar for Golden Pass. Golden Pass is very intentional about wanting to be a standalone organization and establishing its own culture. And Candice, in terms of um, legacy and impact, um, we all, all want to have a, an impact somehow or somewhere. Um, when you do eventually look back on your career, what would um, you like the, your impact to have been? Yes. I want my impact to have been something where someone would say that she did her best, that I did my best, while not compromising any of my values. Um, my foundational values that I kind of spoke about earlier that I've developed along the way from my family. Um, I want to be someone that's known with uh, integrity, commitment, and just giving back, service, servicing others. That's exactly how I was born into the industry. And so I want to make sure that I pass it back or pay it back along the way. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Candice. Some really inspirational stuff there. Um, and yeah, good luck with the, with the next two years. It seems quite a long time, but actually two years, I'm sure, will fly past. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Candice. Uh, that is Candice Jimison from uh, Golden Pass LNG and from Will and myself. Thank you for watching the latest episode of Women in LNG.